Vacation is over. Time to get back to work. Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Danny Sarek joins me. Training camp starts this week. What exactly is a Monty Austin Fort Jonathan Gannon-led team going to look like? We'll begin to start seeing that on Wednesday. There are, of course, other things for us to keep an eye on. What are they? Stay tuned. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 651, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Buda Baker, what heart, what threat. This guy's unbelievable. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, at the 5, he's in again. Some more Murray magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. The parking lot is full here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, which can mean only one thing, Danny. Everyone is back. Vacations are over. Time to get back to work. Yeah, now I got to park at the park <laughs> next to us and, and walk over. No, it's not that far of a walk. But yes, it is It is packed and everyone is back in the building, which is a good feeling. It feels like you're getting ready for the first day of school, but as an adult and to watch football practice. So it's a little better than starting school, but that's what it feels like as everyone's back from vacation. Everybody is hopefully well rested um, and, and excited for what's to come. Okay, full disclosure though, some of us have been back more recently than others and I'm raising my hand because I have been gone. You've actually been here and basically kind of been running the place solo amongst us talent, if you will. Thanks Myself, for acknowledging that. Paul Calvisi, Darren Urban, all gone and we just left Danny by herself. That's okay. I can handle myself. The quiet was a little nice, but don't tell Darren I said that. By the way, are we allowed to, because I think the last time you and I spoke here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, there was a big vacation planned. We kind of did not go into detail. Didn't want anyone following, stalking Danny and her family. But now that it is over with, are we allowed to peel the curtain back and let everyone know what you did? Yeah, I went on a pretty big family vacation, which was a lot of fun. It was a combination of during COVID when I was actually abroad and had to come home really quickly. And my sister at the time was supposed to go on a big trip to celebrate graduating college with my parents. That didn't happen. It was kind of a culmination of that with you know, we never really did a massive family vacation to this magnitude growing up. So as adults, it was a lot of fun. It was just my two sisters, my parents, and we went to Italy for a week. And then we went to Switzerland and Paris for the second week, which was a lot of fun. It was like we packed a lot in two weeks. And then at the same time, it felt like it went in the blink of an eye. But it was a lot of fun to get out there. Lots of great food, really nice people, fun experiences. But good to be back. Now, I tried to get you... Take something Arizona Cardinals, paraphernalia, a jersey, something, and then you could display it, wear it, and then write off the trip as you a know business what? expense. I actually brought up that idea, but it was not received very oh, okay. well. And in my defense, when I realized that wasn't going to be an option, I didn't check a bag because we were taking, first of all, it's like all stairs. So you're having to take your suitcase. We stayed in Airbnb, so up and down many, many stairs. And traveling between not only cities, but countries, we did it all by train. Okay. So then you're bringing your luggage with you. So I really tried to be as compact as possible. And I'm such an overpacker. It's horrible. But I managed to pack in a carry-on and a duffel. And so I really was limited (laughs) on things I could bring, but I managed to do it, which I was very, very proud of myself. And it's funny because the same carry-on that I packed 
for two weeks is going to be the same carry-on that's going to be full every single road trip for like 24, 30 hours, and I can't explain it, but that's what's going to happen. So what you're saying is a Cardinals helmet would not have fit. Oh, I would have had to wear the helmet. So That would have been a nice picture. (laughs) All right, last item before we talk training camp, and that is something that you and I both had a chance to do, and that is the mailbag. Darren Urban leaves... Goes on vacation, never really on vacation. He always brings his computer. But this is the first time, I think, in a couple years in which he actually handed the keys off to someone else to answer questions from the Bird Gang. Now, Darren, upon his return in the most recent mailbag, I think this was last week, wrote this. Much thanks to Craig Riolu and Danny Sarek for filling in on the mailbag, each in my absence, even if Danny wanted to take a shot at my basketball abilities, declining as they might be. That, that was one of his first sentences of his mailbag. That's just an unnecessary shot right out of the right out of the gate. Yeah, but it's okay. It was true. I did take a shot, and his skills are declining. So both are true. It's fine. No, the mailbag. Okay. The mailbag was fun. I haven't. I don't. I don't really write much for the site, so that was kind of something you know fun to do um, here and there, and some good questions. I. I I wonder what questions Darren didn't include because the way he did it was since he has access to it, he sent you and I the questions to answer each week. So it's not like we saw questions that didn't get answered. Um, but I really liked yours too. I thought I thought yours was informative, and I think it's a fun way to kind of get to hear um, people's like get to hear our voices and, and in a different way that people don't get to often um, through writing. I did think it was funny. There was I don't I really try to not look through the comments on a lot of things just I've learned throughout the years but there was a comment on my mailbag where somebody I, I had like some snarky from I don't, I don't know which answer they were talking about it was some snarky remark and like a little bit of sass and somebody made the assumption that oh Danny's been hanging around Darren too long that you can hear the sarcasm and while that is true, it's a lot I, true. I but but as my own, I've always been like sarcastic and snarky and sassy, right? You just kind of have to get me to open up a little bit. And I feel like if you hear that on the podcast, you hear that. It was just funny to see that in writing. Of, yeah, that's true. But I also, <laughs> even without hanging around Darren, probably would have been just as snarky. <laughs> now, do we want to let people know how these mailbags did, as far as clicks? Mm-hmm. Well, yours was also yeah. So, Craig and I we went to. I made the, it was it was my idea, and then as I'm thinking about it, it's like I probably shouldn't do this because it's going to backfire, and it no, didn't. No, that's okay. That's okay. We Craig and I we were talking to Darren last week about the mailbags, and we were joking. Oh, I wonder who's did better numbers wise. So we went to Patrick Smith, who has that access, and he looked. And yours did slightly better than mine. Now Patrick did preface. He yes. said Craig's was up for an extra like seven or ten days than mine was, but. Patrick was right. Right, He told you to soak it in so you can soak it in, Craig. I was not a sore loser. Very proud of you. So good job. I appreciate that. All right. I'm just going to let that hang for a little bit here. I shouldn't have said that because almost probably going to cut that clip where I'm actually saying something nice to you and I don't want that in any of the opens. Because you never say anything <laughs> nice to me or you just don't want only, it recorded? Only, right. Only not recorded. Oh, okay. It's too late. By the way, Ums, make sure that's in the game open each and every week. <laughs> From here on out, even when Danny leaves, just, you know, because, you know, you're you're a rising star and at some point in the next, I don't know, five to seven years, you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, but we'll always have your voice (laughs) and it will be used often here on Cardinals Cover 2 and elsewhere on the Arizona Cardinals podcast platform. All right, now let's get to the main reason we are discussing things here on this Monday, and that is training camp only 
couple of days away. In fact, the first open practice at State Farm Stadium, the first one is Thursday, July 27th. So depending on when you're listening to this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, it's in a couple of days or it's in one day. But before you think about attending any of these 11 open practices, make sure you go to azcardinals.com. Digital tickets are required. But the good news is parking and admission are free. The first couple of days of training camp, it's more like an OTA. There's no hitting. There's no pads. The first time that the Cardinals can be in pads, at least the earliest that they are allowed, is Monday, July 31st. Don't know if they're going to be in pads that particular day, but that is the earliest that they can. And then we'll start to really figure out about this team, some answers. But at least to me, the only, the, the biggest question going into training camp is a question that everyone has, but we're not going to know the answer until, I don't know, sometime in September, sometime in October, and that is Kyler Murray. When is he going to practice? When is he going to play? Right. That is absolutely the biggest question with your franchise quarterback. To me, though, I'm not, I'm not really sweating that because – it's not necessarily expected that he's going to be out there in full practice and training camp, but at least my understanding with his recovery and, and what we know, which while it isn't much, it's not like we're, we're hearing like there's a good chance he'll be ready by preseason or by week one. We're going to get a lot of answers whether or not the team puts him on the pup list, the physically unable to perform before training camp, because there's a, there's a whole set of rules about if you can be on the roster or not, but if you're on the pup list, then you're out for at least the first four weeks of the season. So that'll give us a good indication of where Kyler's recovery is. However, I'm not really going into camp expecting to see him out there, seeing how far along he is. I'm sure we'll see him out there watching the way that we did throughout the offseason here at the practice facility, even though he obviously wasn't going through jails, just getting those mental reps. I'm sure if if he's physically clear to do so, because we saw some in the latest yep. Flight Plan episode, he might be throwing some some passes. Now, I'm not saying that in drills, but maybe off on the side, kind of keeping his arm warm and, and some shorter passes like that. I would expect to see that. But while it is a question, it's not a personally, it's not a question where I'm going to keep my eyes on it because I'm not really expecting to see Kyler Murray out there running drills, especially in the early parts of training camp where we're going to have these open practices. I was looking at the schedule and I'm thinking – I don't think we had these open practices right off the bat last season. And then I realized we're at State Farm Stadium one fewer week than we were last year because we're going to be back at the practice facility for a week to kind of get used to the heat and everything. So that makes sense. So right off the bat, open practices for fans, which is exciting. With Kyler, it might be one of those things where we're out there and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, there, there's Kyler. No, wait, there's Kyler. Like, what is he? That's because I'm right there with you. It's it's a big question. It's the only question for a lot of people, but it's not something, again, that we're going to know this week, next week, next month. It's it's going to take time. This team is not going to rush him back. As we've heard JG say, they want Kyler healthy 100%, both physically and mentally. And it's the mental aspect that, again, we're not going to know until he's out on that field and not just at practice, but in the game, against another team right if Kyler's out in the field he's been cleared 100 percent. like he his body will physically be able to handle everything it's that mental side especially coming off such a major injury the first major injury of his career mentally I would think there's a chance that Kyler might not be 100 percent in the sense of trusting his knee to run the way that he did that's what I mean when I say that just to be clear I would think and not just with Kyler Murray, I would imagine with many athletes, especially with this specific injury, the ACL and the meniscus, that you go out there and he's probably more 70, 80 of 
in terms of running? How can he cut? How can he rely on this knee? And then as you play more games, you get a little more comfortable. You get your body back to going through its its process throughout the week to recover and get ready. And then maybe after a game or two, you think, okay, you know what? I can go out there. Now I can fully mentally trust what my legs can do 100%. So if you're not really thinking or paying much attention to Kyler because he's just He's just not ready. So for you, that first open practice where we can actually report on things because there is a practice on Wednesday. It is open to the media but closed to the public. So those off-season rules still apply. But that first open practice where we can see maybe a glimpse of what this offense may look like, where guys are going to be lined up. Same thing on the defense. What kind of a defense is Nick Rollis going to run? Where are certain players going to be? We all have an idea but when you get that practice and the reps, what are you paying attention to? What, what's there's there's a lot right. as far as number one and then down the line. I think the offensive line combination. Um, now, right off the top, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. Right, DJ Humphreys with his back. We saw him practicing. Is is he going to be fully ready to go for training camp? Kelvin Beecham, who is here throughout the off season, but not every single practice, is he going to be able to go 100%? Is that going to be a true competition at right tackle with him and the rookie Paris Johnson Jr.? That's what's intriguing to me. Not only that, but the interior. Are the Cardinals going to bring in a veteran center? Who are you playing at left guard, assuming Will Hernandez is going to stay on the right side? There's just a lot of question marks individually and then as a whole what groups work well together the offensive line is really intriguing for me for training camp and if you're going to look at a specific player not necessarily Kyler Murray Zach Ertz also coming off an ACL injury we didn't see him practice with the team throughout the offseason he was still rehabbing off on the side his injury was what four six weeks before Kyler's yeah, it was in November November okay so so roughly four month, or five yeah. weeks I want to see where he is because to me, not necessarily a knock on the rest of the tight end group, if you don't have Zach Ertz, that becomes a whole problem with the offense because you're already trying to figure out what you're going to do with your wide receivers when you're not having DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have that size that you had in the past. So it's going to look a little different there. You're also trying to figure out your running back situation. Who's going to be that strong number two? Who's going to stand out to complement James Conner? So you already have enough questions. And to me, if you don't have Zach Ertz, not necessarily that blocking ability, but that catching ability, that that reliable, what Kyler Murray called as his like his security blanket last season, which that was the first time Kyler said he'd experienced that in a tight end. That's a big question mark to me is where is Zach Ertz in his rehab process? Is he going to be ready week one? And if not, it's a little bit concerning for me when you look at the rest of this tight end room. Especially if you want to run two tight ends because that's what Drew Petzing wants to do now. Can you do it? Because if you don't have a Zach Ertz week one, he said that is his goal. But if he is unavailable, you basically have Trey McBride and a lot of question marks at that tight end position, which going back to the offensive line, yeah, there's a question mark at the center position. Yelda Froholt has the only starting experience in that room, and it's four games, and he was basically a last ditch effort it was in an emergency with the Cleveland Browns and then yeah who's going to play left guard and I'll say this as we speak here on Monday this team does still have three available roster spots I'm guessing I'm hoping that those get filled by the time this team hits the field on Wednesday for that first practice the question is what position do those three spots fill is it offensive line is it tight end is it running back 
There are some positions that I think maybe need help now, and then there are positions that maybe need help later after you see once the pads come on. All right, how is the offensive line holding up? Can Keontae Ingram at the running back, can he pick up the blitz? We know he can run and he can catch, but there's more to do than just that as a running back. I also think wide receiver. I mean, you're talking about a room with a lot of question marks. Maybe there's a player out there who is a veteran or maybe has experience with the Cardinals at some point and just, you know, wasn't back here. Like, I think that is also a position on the offense of trying to figure out what do you have? What do you still need? What kind of side, you know, we know that the the draft picks or free agents that were brought in have that size that was lacking prior, that that was something this, you know, front office was focused on. But what about the skill, right? You need more than just that size. And on top of that, you have to think about the preseason games, right? You're, you, you know, you're going to have 90 players for a full roster for training camp. And so you have to make sure you have enough players, right? You're not going to be playing Rondale Moore for every preseason game. So, I, you know, that is part of it when you're trying to f- come to your 90 players is that combination of where do we need so that we have, you know, enough players, but also players that we could be interested in and seeing what they, what kind of value they could bring to this team. Offense only. How many starting positions do you think are up for grabs week one? And are we going like individual offensive line positions, not like a group? Yeah, and, and there's there's competition. I, I I know there's this. I wouldn't say groundswell, but there is a lot of intrigue on Clayton Tune. I just don't see that as an option week one. Let the rookie kind of get his feet wet, and this idea that he's the next Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy did it. Well, it's it's different. It's where the Cardinals are much different than where the 49ers are and were when Brock Purdy took over and started playing very well. So my guess is, you know, Colt McCoy is your starting QB. Right, no question at quarterback. And then, so there, that's not a question. James Conner at running back. No question. Not a question. Offensive line, right now, the big hole is at left guard. Is there competition at right tackle? Is there competition at center? Right now, there isn't any at the center position. But can someone push a Paris Johnson Jr. on that right side? I don't think so, just based off what we've seen and then the investment that you made in Paris. And then you brought it up, wide receiver. Well, you know that Hollywood is going to be number one. Who's your second wide receiver on the football field if you are going to run more two wide receiver, two tight end sets? Right. That That's the thing is I think it's really just – and again, if you don't have Zach Ertz, well, I guess the, the answer would be Trey McBride. So you have tight end, quarterback, and running back that we are on the same page you agree. Working through the offensive line, DJ Humphreys left tackle. Left guard starting spot is definitely up for grabs. At the moment, I don't think a center starting spot is up for grabs. It's Yelda Froholt, who we were seeing get those reps in practice, who has the most experience, albeit only four games as a starter in the league. I think any competition there at this moment is more for depth as the backup. Right guard, Will Hernandez. Right tackle, I don't – I guess competition of, of Paris Johnson Jr. and Kelvin Beecham, from what we had seen in the offseason, it seems like Johnson, that's going to be where they want him to play. And, you know, I, I could understand that of not only for the short term, but the long term if the goal is to move him over to your left tackle. But if Kelvin Beecham beats out Paris Johnson – you can move him into left guard where he's played yep. in college. And not only that, it might even be a situation where 
you don't feel comfortable enough playing anyone else at left guard, but you feel comfortable in what Paris can do, so you're going to move him to left guard and play Kelvin Beecham at right tackle. Not to say Beecham couldn't handle that. He obviously has here and, and throughout his career. So I think really positions that are up for grabs as a starter on the offensive line really is just left guard at the moment. Wide receiver, I'm right there with you. If you have Hollywood Brown, are you going to trust what the rookie and Michael Wilson can do? Or are you going to go Rondale Moore? Like there, there's options, but it's not set. With Paris Johnson, perhaps, maybe, and again, we'll see if he gets any reps at left guard, but the thinking there is if he is going to be your future left tackle, long-term left tackle, well, then you start him on the left side of the line of scrimmage, and you brought it up. He does have experience playing the interior on the left side, so makes sense. I think, though, it's going to be someone else, whether that's Elijah Wilkinson, Dennis Daly, Josh Jones, who's played guard not very well, but he's played it. That, to me, I like it. It's That is the only spot where there is a question mark everything else a true question yes you can really the other the other offensive line positions you can say all right that's 90 percent going to happen that way and if you're surprised you're surprised but yeah left guard is the one spot and that's coming off of last season that might surprise people because the offensive line was so banged up and I think it was one of your stats that the was it the, the the most that the offensive line played together in one stretch was just four weeks and it was late in the season when Will Hernandez came back. So you're going to need depth. So even if you don't have a starter like a Josh Jones, you got to figure out who your second and third team are because you're going to need eight, nine, ten different O-linemen for the course of the season. Absolutely. I think that is one of the biggest question marks in terms of finding your starters throughout training camp, one of the bigger storylines for sure. All right, let's switch it up to defense, which has questions galore. Questions, though, about starters or questions about, this sounds bad, questions about, like, how good they're going to be. Just right? Basically I, I know a, that sounds negative. Just basically Holy a cow, huge question mark. When you say Cardinals defense. What they're going to look like, all that stuff. The, yeah. It's a question mark across the board. What's it going to look like? Who's going to play? Is, is Buda Baker? I was just, is everyone going to actually practice? We're, we're, we're halfway through this show without bringing up one of the other big question marks. And I know there was a report over the weekend by ESPN's Adam Schefter that said Buda would report as expected. Which is what Buda Baker told 12 News weeks ago. Although, did you see what Buda tweeted not long after that Schefter tweet? I and did. again, it's was he talking about Schefter's tweet or something else? But this is what Buda Baker tweeted. Over the weekend, I just sit back and let them spew fake news. Self-control is a deeply desired attribute to have. Peace sign emoji. I also believe I wasn't really, I have to say, like I wasn't really on my phone on social media this weekend. I'm pretty sure, though, Buda Baker also posted a video because he'd been tweeting a lot about like having PRs yes. with working out. And I think people have kind of, for whatever reason, maybe they felt some type of way or said something to him. So it might have had to do with that. I'm not sure. We know Buda Baker is going to show up training camp. Is he going to practice? That is the question. Now, I feel like from how we know Buda Baker, I feel like he will be out there. I mean, that's just, it just kind of seems like that's the person he is and to kind of lead by example and to kind of make sure he's ready to go for the season because it doesn't seem like he will sit out. He also doesn't really have that leverage. Having two years left on his contract doesn't really make sense for him to not play. But is he going to try and, and 
you know, show how serious he is about this by not practicing at training camp. I mean, we we've experienced Holden's before. So I don't necessarily see that happening just because he has two years left on his contract. But it's a question of not if he's going to show up. How much is he actually going to do? As much as we know Buddha, is he the type, not player, the type of person to where my stomach's not feeling well? Or my foot hurts because I might have done something in the weight room. And again, go back to what Calvin Beecham said at the end of the season because this is all stuff that was brought up by one of the players in that locker room. I don't think Buddha is that type of person, not player, but the type of person because he loves the game so much to sit on the sideline, stand on the sideline, watch his teammates go through practice preseason and just wait and try to wait it out. He is going to be here because he doesn't show up, and this goes for any player. Any player under contract, you don't show up, you're fined $50,000. And that's money that maybe you can get waived, but it is they are really they are really punishing the players for not reporting if you're signed. That's where we get the hold in. So I'm curious what happens on Wednesday. Is Buda Baker wearing that number three on the football field, or is he – wearing it on the sideline right and maybe it's a situation of because he wasn't at the facility throughout the offseason of maybe we're going to get not necessarily having a stomach ache but oh we're just ramping him back in making sure he's you know good to go and and can go full speed and so I don't know it'll be interesting to see but in terms of starters the way we do an offense for defense again safety no question you have Buda I Baker, think, I you think have... it's the strongest position group yes. on defense, and maybe the now it's top heavy, but you could make the argument that it's the strongest position group across the board. Right, and Jalen Thompson, and then you have Isaiah Simmons. But that's the question of what is this defense going to look like? Is it going to focus more on the best eleven players out there? Because that will determine whether or not I feel like Isaiah Simmons is one of your starting safeties. But to me, that doesn't. There's no question mark there as starters cornerbacks is interesting because I feel like it's up for grabs but more so than that I feel like the starting positions are Antonio Hamilton and Marco Wilson's jobs to lose Um, you know Christian Matthews coming into year two you know can Garrett Wilson Garrett Williams is he even going to – didn't is, practice his ACL. Yeah, is, he, just, is he going to be available as a draft pick? And he might be another one of those players that starts on PUP just because he's not quite ready. So I feel like that's more so – well, yes, I, I think the starting positions are up for grabs, not the way the left guard position was. I think it's more so Hamilton's and Wilson's to lose. Um, linebacker, I, I don't feel like that's necessarily – I feel like that's pretty much set with the players that were brought in. And we're talking inside linebacker. Inside linebacker. Inside line. I could see. I could see very well, especially if you're going your top eleven, and you're including Isaiah Simmons. I can see Kaiser White being that quarterback of the defense as your inside linebacker, and just have him be that guy by himself. That you don't need a second inside linebacker if you think Zayvon Collins is going to rush the passer. My Jay Sanders, Cameron Thomas, B.J. Ojulari. Those four guys, then you might not need another quote-unquote inside linebacker. Right. And when we look outside the starters, that's a question to me. I think Zayvon Collins comes in as one of your starter, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because he doesn't have experience. It kind of is what it is. Um, But in terms of who's going to start opposite of him, question marks. Is that a Dennis Gardak 
who hasn't really played that role as a starter in his career? Is it going to be a Cam Thomas or a Sanders who we saw flashes last year as rookies? Are, are they making the necessary jumps? Are they capable of being that starter and, and wreaking some havoc? The rookie in B.J. Ojolari is a huge question mark for me because we didn't see him out on the field throughout the offseason. We don't know what he's dealing with. All we've been told is it was a nick. So it didn't seem like he was wearing any sort of sleeve or cast from what we could see where the media stands at practice, which is pretty far away from the players who work on the side, whether that's a coincidence or not. Um, So I don't know. Maybe it's a soft tissue kind of deal or maybe it's something that they knew about when they were doing their medicals throughout you know, the draft process, and now they're just being really careful. We don't know about that. So I'm not relying on the rookie to come in and be able to be a starter. So that's a question mark opposite of Zayvon Collins. During the pre-draft process, BJ was having a, an issue with his hamstring. So whether that was a continuation or something else flared up, but you're right, we, we saw him stand and observe. We just haven't seen him do any activity whatsoever. And you want your second-round draft pick that you hope can be that edge rusher available and who knows if he is going to be or not now I have no idea zero what this defensive line is going to look like is it two is it three is it four and no matter how many you have out there who's going to be out there is Rashard Lawrence going to be healthy are you going to be able to rely on him lucky Fotu LJ Collier who they brought in lots of question marks there that that's pretty much all up for grabs I think as starters and again if you want to run a 3-4 or a 4-3 do you have the bodies to do four down linemen three down linemen or because you just that's what you prefer as a defensive coordinator but based off the roster you can't do right now and that's where you can go a little bit heavier at edge at corner or play Isaiah as your third safety even though he's kind of moving around a little bit middle of the field closer to the line of scrimmage. So you're telling me, like we say every other year leading into training camp, every position is a storyline heading into camp? Well, let's go back to what JG says a lot. Everything is a competition. <laughs> and that's that's where we are right now with this team, especially on defense, because, yeah, you'll run 11 guys out there week one at Washington, and I think we got a pretty good idea of what, Many, most of those names will be. I just don't know exactly how they're going to be situated on the football field. Possibly the last time they play the Washington Commanders. That's true. Big news. Josh Harris. New Possible name change coming yeah. in the future. A lot of new. A lot of question marks. Not just with the Arizona Cardinals, but throughout the NFL. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of question marks. Should be fun, though. I feel like, too, of should make sure people know the podcast schedule. Or at least they can still listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, camp. nothing's be, changing. Nothing's some of the changing. days, well, some of the days might change of when they get uploaded. Trying to figure out the schedule. The schedule. Afternoon practices might change a little bit, but you're going to get underground. You're going to get big red rage. Right. Let's see report. Cardinals cover two. There. It's all available. Here's video what, content. Here's what you do. One, your video content, azcardinals.com. or the official YouTube channel, and then podcast schedule. Let's just subscribe, and oh, it'll yeah. show up in your phone. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. All that stuff. Az Cards Insiders. Come out oh, and practice. Yes. Say hi. <laughs> By the way, you do need a digital ticket, though, if you want to come say hello to Danny and ask her about her summer vacation. It's free, but yes. you do need a ticket. you got to register. azcardinals.com. I would love someone to make a poster that says, like, hi, Craig. Like, just a poster for you. If you're listening, you're a fan, fan of Craig Reeler or Paul. 
Someone make a poster for Paul, please. Is your dad planning to attend any no. of these 11 open practices? Because no. I could guarantee a nice big sign. And maybe just one of those you could roll it out, just like get one end of the road to the other. And it just says. He for sure. You know what? I'm probably going to get a text after he listens to this podcast, a picture of him in his office. And he would have made a poster just from listening is what I'm probably going to get. No, he's not coming out. My Are family- you sure? Maybe there's a surprise trip to say hello to their beloved well, and favorite daughter that's true um my what, dad's favorite, favorite? Oh, I was gonna say. dad's favorite um i can say that my <laughs> sisters my mom they they love me but they don't they don't listen to this um no i, I don't think there's a surprise trip mostly because i think my my whole family is going to try to come out in september for that cowboys game the what game the game against the Cowboys. Oh, that team from the Texas? Cardinals Cowboys game. Yes. Dallas? Okay. Um, which why which will a, be why, fun. Because, why is that a big deal, Danny? Well, because my whole family would be out here. Oh, my, okay. si- my siblings have come out. My parents have come out separately. They haven't come together. So I think that's the plan of why they wouldn't come out for a surprise trip now. Is I think they're going to try and come out pretty soon for that game. Um, do Just like a don't golf wear trip. Cowboys blue in the you press box that You know what, though? Honestly... Day. Oh, come on. No, my family is good, though, about not wearing that. I actually I get nagged a lot by my family because like my mom and sisters are annoyed that like they don't have enough Cardinals gear. I say to them, OK, well, find whatever you like online and I'll and I'll get it for you. My dad is so my dad buys so much stuff, so many hats and everything. So they just don't have enough Cardinal stuff. It's very easy to find online. I know. I, that's I, what I say I'm to them. Basically, they're trying to get it for free, right? That's what they're angling yes. here. And my, my nephew is this is not a joke. I really think he is Kyler Murray's biggest fan. My nephew, who's a little over two, can't say my name. Like he, he calls me like by a nickname, but he can't say Danny. And he honestly like never has. Ever since he started talking, he said, this is crazy. He's had no problem saying any other family member's name, but for whatever reason struggled or would never try to say Danny. So as a joke, when he started talking, I mean, at this point, this is like a year ago, right? At this point, as a joke, we'd like try to get him to say other funny things to be like, wow, I can't believe he can say arugula, but he can't say Danny. So for a year, he's been able to say Kyler Murray and he can say go Cardinals and Burgang and like all this other stuff. So I got him a Kyler Murray jersey for his birthday, which he loves. So if they come out here, he will definitely be rocking that. Do you have a good relationship with your nephew or yeah. is this something that's, saying that there's a reason yeah. i'm the only name no i, I okay. hope not i don't think so some traumatic experience that oh, you were gosh. babysitting once and i hope not okay it's not, not that difficult it's <laughs> you know you tell him four letters i you mean you tell him danny it's you know d-a-n-e i mean it's not that difficult i know I shouldn't be making fun of a four-year-old or two. Well, two-year-old. Oh, it's even Come worse. On, wow, that's even worse. Well, even just, worse. All right, we're just gonna on that note. We're just gonna end it right here. By the way, one last point. Again, azcardinals.com. If you want to attend any of the eleven open practices at State Farm Stadium, first one is Thursday, July twenty-seventh. Parking is free. Admission is free. Digital ticket though is required. It's very easy. Go to azcardinals.com, and when you're there, yeah, come say hello to Danny. Bring a big sign. The team shop will be open so you can get gear. And if you got any extra leftover gear, give some to Danny so she can Please. give it to her family. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Begging here on Cardinals Cover 2. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Danny Sarek, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.